Hallmarkies podcast. I'm Cami Clements and I'm here with Jess. Hey everybody. We are minus our fearless leader Rachel today and so it's up to us to give you the reviews for these two movies that we were sent on assignment for, may I add. This is very important official Hallmarkies podcast business. So, <laughs> so I went to go and see the movie Christmas Jars. It was a one night event. It was a Fathom event and Jess went to go and see Last Christmas. So Jess, tell me about Last Christmas. Did you recognize anybody? What were the main plot points? What'd you think of it? Go. Okay, so um, Last Christmas, um, it stars Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. Um, I did recognize Amelia. Um, I haven't actually watched the stuff that she's in, but you may recognize her from Game of Thrones, um, as well as Me Before You, which was a movie that came out a while ago, I think. Um, and then Henry Golding was in Crazy Rich Asians, but hasn't been in really much, uh, many other things aside from that. Um, and he's so, adorable. He, he is. I, I <laughs> he really love him. Really good looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when I first saw the preview for this movie, I thought I was going to hate it. I was like, oh, it looks like a really kind of um, edgy Christmas film. Like, eh, I don't think that's gonna be what I want. It doesn't seem anything like, you know, a feel good. Uh, Hallmark movie. Um, so I kind of went in with some low expectations, but I you know, tried to keep it, you know, my um, an open mind um, as I watched it. But I actually ended up really liking it. Um, you know, it wasn't my really? 100% favorite movie, um, but I really liked it. It had some some really good themes, and it was funny too. Um, and I always like a, a movie that can make me laugh. Um, so I think, yeah. It definitely ended up being a lot better than I expected. What was your favorite part? Um, I think my favorite part was actually the ending, which um, at first made me really mad until I realized where it was going. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into that right now or if you want me to talk about a little more of the other plot before that. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> So it starts out with, um, the movie starts out in Yugoslavia and um, with the main character, Kate, as her younger self. And she's singing at um, like a Christmas concert and her family's in the audience. And it's, you know, really kind of a nice, uh, serene moment. Um, and Emma Thompson plays her mom, doesn't she? Uh, I, I believe so. I can double check that really quick. I've got it. I've got it right here. Her mother's oh. name is Petra, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's Emma Thompson. Big screen name. Yeah. Um, so then it flashes forward to London in the year of 2017 when she's an adult. And basically, um, Kate is the main character's name. It's basically a hot mess. <laughs> she um, does not have her life together at all. She was... Um, supposed to be a singer but instead she works as an elf in a christmas shop and um she uh she kind of goes on a lot of dates um with with men just like really um casual things um and she ends up just kind of making a disaster wherever she goes like it shows different scenes of her like when she goes to stay with people she'll like break something really important um or things oh my like gosh. that gosh <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's just kind of like this walking, very clumsy person whose life is clearly uh, not together. Basically, uh, a walking disaster. Yes. Yeah. I thought I thought I was a, a disaster in my life, but she is a little step, a couple <laughs> steps above that. <laughs> um, and so I guess we kind of really get into the main point when she is in the store and she's dusting off some um, objects at the window and she sees the sky outside and he is just standing there looking up at the sky and she's like okay what what is he looking at like he's just like staring up at the sky um and so she she walks out to be with him and he he tells her to look up and there's this bird that's that's up there and then the boop uh, the bird poops on her head (laughs) oh gosh oh my gosh oh (laughs) so yeah i think it goes like right in her eye (laughs) Like, that's oh my a, gosh. Uh, that's not exactly what you'd call a Christmas miracle. <laughs> no, and of course, uh, I'm just cracking up because it just reminded me of the time when I was at a theme park and I was eating and got pooped on by a bird. So, you know, I was like, very connected with her at that moment. I'm like, yeah, that's happened to me before. <laughs> you not felt in the her eye, pain. thankfully. <laughs> you felt um, her pain. <laughs> yeah. And um, so they start chatting a little bit and he tells her oh it's it's good luck getting pooped on by a bird I'm like okay <laughs> I saw that in the preview and I thought okay you're really reaching dude you really yeah. must want to impress her because <laughs> right uh, and he wants to he wants to go on a walk with her and um she doesn't want to go and it was really funny she said uh I'm busy you're weird goodbye and she just like shuts the door <laughs> in his face to the store that's a new twist on a turndown, on an yeah. old classic turndown. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. You're weird. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's, he's very different from her. And um, they end up running into each other again later on. I don't know if it's that night or later, um, but she has like an audition that she ends up being late for, you know, because her, her life's a disaster. Um, and so she doesn't get the part. And they run into each other again. Um, and kind of continue to uh, get to know each other. They go on a, a walk and she learns that he helps out at a homeless shelter and she's, you know, super cynical. She's like, oh, you know, of course you work at a homeless shelter. You're clearly this very nice guy. And I'm this, you know, very clearly not put together girl. And um, so there's that where they sort of get to know each other a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so he's very upbeat and we learn a little bit more about her her life after that as well. Um, so she's very much estranged from her family. Um, so she's actually, at the time, she's like, her family lives, I believe, in London, but she won't stay with them, even though she's basically hopping from friend's house to friend's house um, because they've been estranged for a long time. She's not on good terms with her mother or her sister. Um, and she's just like refuses to go stay with her mom and dad. Um, even though she technically has no place to live. And, um, and so eventually she kind of has to, because she gets, she keeps getting kicked out of her friend's houses for one reason or another. Um, She hits rock bottom. Yeah, pretty much. She hits rock bottom. (laughs) Um, so she does end up going to stay with her family and, you know, we learn, um, more about her. She had a heart operation, when she was younger. Um, So we learned a little bit about that. And her sister, uh, Marta, is kind of the more successful one. She's a lawyer. And of course, here's this 
her who has basically no real job she's an elf lawyer versus elf in a shop <laughs> yeah i that that'd be really really hard to live up to <laughs> yeah so there's tension and um a bit of res- resentment floating around um and um they do a little later on in a having dinner and there's like a huge argument um as well and she really hurts her sister during this dinner um because she lets drops the bomb that her sister and his roommate is really more than a roommate um uh, she's living with another woman and they actually are in a relationship so she drops that bomb to her family and pretty much oh, that's, alienates that's just her. mean yeah she alienates her sister even even further um and so um at some point she ends up going to the homeless shelter where tom volunteers and is looking for him and the people there don't seem to to really know who Tom is. Um, so at this point, we're, we're already kind of starting to get this inkling. Something's a little off here. They don't really know who this guy is, even though he works there. Tom doesn't have a phone. He says he leaves his phone in the cupboard at home because he doesn't like to be bothered by all the, the messages and getting the distractions, which I guess is valid, but to never have your phone... In the early 2000s, yeah, I believe that. But in 2019, (laughs) no, sorry, not buying it. (laughs) Yeah, so we're getting, I'm getting some weird vibes at this point. I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, But she looks around the shelter and she ends up kind of getting voluntold to help out. And so she sort of helps out for a little bit. um, um, And nothing much comes from that at that point. And, then later on she she eventually runs into tom again and of course you know she's still down on her luck and he actually takes her back to his place and it is like the most spotless apartment you've ever seen in your life like it looks like nobody lives there um which is very rare for a bachelor so that's another red flag your spidey senses tingling because it's a hint Red flag, red flag, spidey (laughs) sense. Bling, 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 bling. And this kind of becomes a turning point for her because she really opens up to him about her surgery, her heart surgery, which was actually, we learned, a heart transplant that she had. And yeah, and so she basically kind of admits that, you know, after the transplant, she never really quite felt the same again like something just felt um different and um and he is just really kind to her and you know through this whole process he's been very non-judgmental with her like he kind of meets her where she's at and doesn't really like put her down and judge her like everyone else in her life kind of does um right and so yeah it becomes a turning point for her and she you know she stays the night there and she actually invites him into bed with her and he he doesn't he's like we barely know each other. And she's like, I just like literally shared everything with you. How, how can you say we don't know each other? The guy says we barely don't. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm I was, impressed. I was surprised. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was her turning point. And when she wakes up, it's like she becomes a new person. She goes into work early the next day. She buys her boss a latte she um she starts eating healthy because she's been like like literally eating all these street vendors food throughout the whole movie uh, <laughs> i mean what once in a while for a treat great but a steady diet of that yeesh the yeah, digestive yeah. system has got to be on the fritz 
her so digestive been... system has got to be on the fritz <laughs> yeah so we saw um we see her start to eat healthy again um she she basically starts you know making amends with her family she apologizes to her sister um she spends quality time with her mom for once they go to the like the market like the street market and have a like a time together and so you really see her start to to change her heart begins to kind of warm up and she becomes less cynical and then um what's really cool is she starts doing this thing for the homeless shelter that she kind of had helped out at that one time she starts singing for money to give to them so she puts a little cup outside and she starts singing and gives all that money to to the shelter and so we see her kind of start to bring in that singer part of her um back to everything and then she takes it a step farther and actually holds auditions at the homeless shelter to have a christmas pageant with the folks at the homeless shelter which was really really cool now do you know if amelia clark was actually singing do you know if she's a singer i meant to look that up but i did not um and she did fine fine singing um i, I, I don't think maybe that she's an actual singer uh, let me see if I can but, but you don't it. think that she you don't think she was dubbed it sounded like her yeah no it sounded like her um yeah i don't i don't know if she's a real singer or not um maybe that's something to find out <laughs> that's um, your homework call markies go yeah. out and find it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then she uh, she's been doing a lot of this stuff and then she runs into Tom again because you know he's kind of hard to track down he keeps like losing him and um well he doesn't have a phone that he uses so you know. right I know <laughs> and you know they've been having some tender moments and stuff and heart transplant and she tells him I'm not going to heal my heart and then give it to someone who's going to break it because he keeps disappearing and oh mm, yeah. Oh, that. So, oh, wow. That cuts straight to the heart. Wow. It does. And so then he basically says like she can't rely on him, and um. Yeah, and so there's they kind of kind of leave it like that, uh, where it feels like a breakup. I guess I don't know if they were really ever a couple, but it feels like a breakup kind of moment. Mm -hmm. um, and then at some point again, she goes back to find him at his apartment, and when she walks in, there's another guy there. And it's a realtor and the guy thinks she's someone else and Nikki thinks she's coming to look at the property but she's like oh no i'm just looking for for tom and he does not know who tom is and she um i think she mentions that um uh, that tom lived there or something and he says no no one lives here it's it's been vacant um so, so the spidey senses and the red flags have now been confirmed mm -hmm. <laughs> And then the realtor mentions the previous owner died and his last name was Webster, which we learned was Tom's last name earlier in the movie. So we have some, there's like a flashback moment of a guy being wheeled into the hospital and it's Tom. So that's when I get really upset. That's why I'm like, oh my gosh. She's been dead the whole time. She's been with like ghosts. I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a letdown. You know? Know. So I was really, really mad then. I'm like, oh. like, it's just like when you're reading a book and it was like the ending is, and it was all just a dream. You know, that's the feeling I had at that moment. Oh, um, man. But 
then we learn something that changes it for me and makes it an okay ending. And it's actually why I really like the ending. So when he, I don't even know if they mentioned, um, I think it may have been a car accident. I can't remember. Um, but she, so remember she had a heart transplant when he died, they transplanted his heart into her. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like it was his heart. Well, yeah, it now makes sense why he was always with her, but wow. So like everything comes together. I'm just like in the theater, like, oh my gosh, how did I not like even begin to see this coming? Like, I feel like it should have been obvious by that point, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) what is happening? Well, that puts an entirely new meaning on the words. We hardly know each other. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then, and she begins to, well, I don't know if she, I don't know if she realized it at that moment. I think it was when, so she goes back to um, the garden, which was where they had kind of hung out a little bit. That's like a little random garden. Um, and that was when he told her, you know, you can't rely on me was in this garden. So she goes back there after realizing he's dead. And I think that's when she learns um, that it was his heart that she received. And he tells her, I really love this line. He's like, take care of my heart. It was always going to be yours one way or the other. I was like, oh, 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 oh my, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm going to cry. I know. Oh, that is the sweetest thing. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) It was, yeah. So it it really ended up being um, a really good ending, I think, because of that part. If it had just been he was dead the whole time, I've been like, "Mm, no. but I did like that connection and the fact that she, you know, her personality became more warm and less cynical, which was his, you know, more of his personality. You could kind of see like she's accepting that new heart. And that's why she had been feeling so out of sorts was, you know, her new heart. And um, she kind of begins to embrace that after right. him. Um, and then he, he gets off, he had been sitting on a bench and they had sat at that bench many times before. And he gets up and on the bench, it has his name with his birth year and death year. And it says, look up, which is what he had told her a lot. Like with the bird, he told her to look up and she got pooped on. And um, so it was something he had told her a lot. So it was like on that bench, it was like a memorial bench. I was like, oh, this is um, really sweet. So, um, so yeah, that was um, kind of like the last major thing that happened and then it really ended with uh the christmas um concert that she had put together for the homeless and she gets on stage with them and she sings last christmas um which was actually it said in the beginning the movie was based on the song last christmas um, uh-huh. that's kind of like the inspiration so yeah it kind of all came together and we see her really transformed through the movie um which was really kind of i think the great theme for me was seeing that transformation because i didn't think i was gonna like that cynical kind yeah. of yeah um but it really worked in the end now you said that she sang last christmas with him on the stage was did you say that he was there no the it was just her she, she was, sang she was with all the the homeless folks that she had um auditioned oh. like the concert pageant whatever it ended up being um but yeah she sang the song and it kind of um was a good connection to the beginning when she was singing um because her family's in the audience you know everyone's you know a lot like you can tell they're all connected again and they um they have dinner at the end too uh, and you see them being a family once again they finally kind of mended 
all those broken ties. So bottom line, you liked it. I did. I liked it. And I do uh, want to put a little disclaimer out for all the Hallmarkies listening. It's not quite a Hallmark friendly movie. Um, there is a little bit of language and, um, you know, some innuendo, you know, she does sleep around a little bit, um, but they don't really uh, show too much. So it's, you know, I thought it was fine, um, but you probably don't want your kids maybe to be seeing it. Um, but yeah, and the, the only thing I think that I didn't really like super much, um, it, it didn't quite feel like a Christmas movie to me. I mean, it was like Christmas-y, but, you know, it's not like the type of Christmas movie you think about. Like, like right. Um, like the the tree lighting, you know, they have all those like Christmas events. You don't get any of that really in this movie. Um, it's more like set. It's more at, of a Christmas background. Yeah. The most Christmas okay. part really is that she works in a Christmas store and it's Christmas time. Um, so <laughs> it, it doesn't quite work for me as a Christmas movie, um, but it still has a very Christmas type theme of, you know, being your new self and embracing everything in life and things like that. So, okay. Yeah. Now, here is the clincher of the question. What did her outfit look like when she got up on stage and she sang last Christmas? Did, was it a killer outfit? I don't even know if I remember her outfit. I do remember <laughs> she, had, she had Christmas lights strung around her outfit. I think I was distracted by that. Oh, and I think all of the all of the other people, the homeless people, had lights strung around them too. I think they all like were lit up with their own like Christmas lights. Well, just like the character of Kate had a bit of bling on her, we want to take a moment and thank our sponsors for this podcast. So, Jess, have you ever gotten ready with the perfect outfit like Kate with the Christmas lights wrapped around you, but you're still missing one thing to complete your entire look has that ever happened to you oh yes all the time <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so my guess is because it's usually what it is for me it's probably jewelry and one of the easiest ways to enhance and complete your look is the right kind of jewelry I remember when I went to go and see Christmas jars I was looking at my outfit I look so drab I look <laughs> terrible and I added a necklace and that's exactly what I needed so wouldn't it be nice to have someone send you jewelry that's both trendy and classic without ever having to think about it? May I present Meet Glamour Jewelry. <laughs> Glamour, yay! <laughs> Meet Glamour Jewelry Box, everyone. An affordable monthly jewelry subscription service that sends you trendy jewelry every month to your door. Pieces include necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. So you get a set of each with every box. Necklace, bracelet, and earrings. You'll have the perfect jewelry pieces to complete and enhance any outfit for work, like being an elf in a Christmas shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dinner parties or a night out singing on stage. Glamour Jewelry is the only jewelry subscription service that lets you customize your collection and keep every single piece you receive. So for any of you listening, you can save $5 off your first month subscription. So go to GlamourJewelryBox.com and use the offer code Hallmarkies during checkout. And then you can look as glamorous as Kate on stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So out of, uh, out of five crowns, I know it's not a Hallmark movie, but what do you give it? I would say I would give it a 
solid hmm, 3.75. 3.75. All righty. Move into Christmas Jars, which is the movie that I went to go see. So this is based on a book um, called Christmas Jars by Jason Wright. And this movie was actually not done by a regular production company. It was done by BYU Broadcasting. And it was actually by BYU TV Broadcasting. And it was actually supposed to air on the BYU TV channel. And then it got changed to this, to this Fathom event. And at first I was really disappointed. But then I went and saw it and I said, okay, yeah, this was really fun to see in the, in the theater on the yeah. big screen. So, um, so yeah, the author is Jason Wright. And this was a fun thing. The, the man who plays the father in the, the father of the family, we have, we have the, we have the girl, the main character whose name is Hope, and I'll get into that in a second. And then we have this family that she comes into contact with. And the father, his name is Adam Maxwell, and he is played by Ron Lee. And Hallmarkies, if that name does not sound familiar, then go and look him up on IMDb right now. R-O-N-L-E-A, Ron Lee, because he is in everything Hallmark. And I saw him and I just went, oh, this guy. <laughs> He's a true hall star. <laughs> he is a true hall star. He is in everything. And I was not expecting it because this was a BYU broadcasting movie. And so then I went, oh, it's Ron Lee. <laughs> and then I, I stayed until the very end of the credits and it was indeed filmed in Canada. So I thought that was fun. And the other one, uh, the other actor who is not well known to me, but is going to be, his uh his character name is Ian Maxwell so he plays the son and his name is and I'm going to butcher it so I'm very sorry Markian <laughs> but his name is Markian Tarasuk and he was in A Time to Dance that that's on Hallmark Movies now right now and it stars Jenny Garth and then he is going to be in A Homecoming for the Holidays that's coming out this season. So we should see it very soon. So two Christmas movies <laughs> in the same year with Markian. And uh, A Homecoming for the Holidays is the one that stars uh, Stephen Huzar, I think is how you say yeah, it. Yeah, Huzar. So, <laughs> Huzar, great. So the, <laughs> so the basic storyline is that there is this woman who is in a diner and she's a waitress there. It's Christmas Eve and she's going about her business. She's filling in for somebody else who is, uh, who had to trade ships because she couldn't miss her daughter's Christmas pageant. And all of a sudden you hear crying and it's not, it's not child crying. It's not adult crying. It's baby crying as oh, in no. grand, <laughs> as in brand new baby crying. And so this woman goes over to this one booth and there's a baby sitting there all alone, completely abandoned. And so I was trying desperately in the dark to scribble down the note that was left. So I got most of it, I got most <laughs> of it. So here is a piece of it for everybody. 
It's killing me to leave my baby behind, but the thought of her suffering as I have suffered the last few years uh, is more than I can bear, I think is what it's. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, I want to hold her one day. The very last line of the note is, this will forever be my hope. So guess Aww. what her adopted mom named her? I'm going to guess hope. You're going to miss right. <laughs> she named her Hope. And this woman who works at a diner, who has basically nothing, takes this, takes this baby and raises her. And it goes through this whole musical montage of their life together. And it is so beautiful how so much can be said without a single word. Because it went through Hope's life and mm -hmm. how the mother raised her. The sad part was that it shows the mother dying of cancer, which mm. it was just heartbreaking. Like I said, it's amazing what you can do with no words. Yeah. Um, but then we find out that she is working. Um, she's working at a, uh, at a website office. So uh, it's, it's a news website. I've, I missed, I missed the name of the, of the website, but so it's, it's news, but the boss is a total jerk. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, um, she's his, she's his assistant, but she wants to be a reporter. She wants mm -hmm. to write stories. And so she has to deal with this boss who is pretending to want to give her more time off to mourn the loss of her mother. But then she says, no, I'm fine. But, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And then he yeah. says, okay, we, we need to serve, we need to serve hot chocolate and make it peppermint hot chocolate. So they'll think I'm a swell guy. Just went, Are oh my you? gosh. I'm slapping my forehead. If you're, if you're listening to the audio, I'm slapping my forehead. It is just so ridiculous. But then, so what happens is she goes home and her apartment has been broken into and oh. they, yeah, it's the, and the place is ransacked and this police officer comes and helps her out and he's not a cynical person, but he's very realistic cop. He says, mm -hmm. typical, you know, yep, typical cop. Is, yeah, this is the, this is the time of year when stuff like this happens and like, can I call somebody for you? Can I call your parents? And it, oh, she says, I'm all alone. Oh, and I just yeah. went, oh. <laughs> it was, it was, but she still has this hopeful attitude. I think people are better than that. You know, I just went, oh my gosh, this, this poor girl. And then outside her door, she finds a glass jar in a paper bag that says, Christmas jar and it is full of money. Mm. It is full of money. There's no note. There's no, there's nothing written on the bag. It just was just there. left on her, on her doorstep and it's full of money and she wants to find the owner and return it. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Isn't that she has sweet? A good heart. You can already sell. <laughs> she does. She does. So what ends up happening is everybody's trying to pitch their boss Christmas stories because he wants real feel-good Christmas stories to 
to make sure that everybody sees him as a swell right, guy. Right, I was say, for his, yeah. for his appearance. <laughs> right, exactly. So they, uh, so finally, she comes up with the story that she is going to write a story on the Christmas jars. And he actually gives her a chance because she's looking it up on the website and she sees tons of people who have uh, who have uh, taken pictures. They started a Facebook page and they've taken pictures of themselves with Christmas jars. And it's always somebody who is going through a really, really hard time. Mm -hmm. And so her search leads her to this family that has this furniture restoration business. And she goes and buys an old desk <laughs> so that she has an in she goes yeah. and finds she goes and finds this old desk and buys it for 50 bucks and then says uh this was my grandmother's desk and she loved to write can you fix this <laughs> like her cover story <laughs> it's her cover story and then she also said that she was a journalism major at ohio state it takes place in ohio and so she's passing herself off as a college student and that's when we meet dad, good old Adam Maxwell, played by Ron Lee. Go look him <laughs> up, Hallmarkies. And then we see Ian. <laughs> and so Ian has kind of been caught on a surveillance camera by someone else who saw, who received a Christmas jar. And so then um, Hope took the surveillance footage to the cop that helped her when her house was broken into and so she kind of narrowed it down to him and that's what led her to the family and so we see ian for the first time and yeah he's cute <laughs> <laughs> he's he's definitely he's definitely worth looking at and so um, does she does she know at this point that he so she knows he's the one who is she's pretty book? certain okay she's pretty certain and then she sees a christmas jar in the cupboard and all of her suspicions are confirmed uh. So, but the, but the great thing about the family, they've got great banter with each other. They've got a really great homey feeling. Uh, dad and son even have a soup eating race where they see who can eat soup the fastest. And mom is always saying, come in for lunch, come in for dinner. Just very welcoming. It's, mm -hmm. it's your, it's your perfect atmosphere. For a really special gift for the special people in your life. This is another one of our, uh, uh, this is another one of our sponsors and they'll help you out. Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame is a touchscreen photo frame you can update instantly by email. Anything from anywhere. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. 60 Whoa. seconds. A digital photo frame. I know. Just plug it in, use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and enjoy. Everyone in the family can just email photos to your frame. Isn't That's that cool. cool? I know. They don't have to be ones that you make yourself. Yeah. You can just email the photos to your frame and they appear in seconds. It has a black frame and a white mat. So it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to any decor in your home. It has a gorgeous 10 inch touch screen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. This is an all-in-one gift here, I'm telling you. So now, as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame 
when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code Hallmark, not Hallmarkies, Hallmark, okay? To get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code Hallmark. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code Hallmark, you know? And so then she manages to bring up the Christmas jars. And when she says, I saw a Christmas jar in the cupboard when I was getting your grandson some juice and the Uh whole family just, the the whole family just stops and they all stare at her and it's silent. And she said, uh, did I say something wrong? We, 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 we don't really, we don't really talk about it. And so finally she exit out of them. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is it started when mom and dad were first married and there was no money for gifts. They were broke. And so they managed to put in a little bit of money for Christmas presents to each other and they saved up about $28. And so they got a little something for each other. And then they started at Halloween and then they saved up a little bit more money (laughs) and they, and they did Christmas and they did Christmas presents with it. Then they started putting in any of their change at the beginning of the year. So they set aside a Christmas jar and they started putting money in at the beginning of the year. And then they went the whole year through and they, they went the whole year through. And then at Christmas time, they would go and buy Christmas presents with this money. And one time when the older sister was about five and Ian was two, I believe, um, it was 22 years ago. Yeah, it was 22 years ago. Hannah, the big sister, is holding onto the jar and she sees this woman on the steps. Mm -hmm. The woman is crying. She's shivering in the cold. She's got a black eye. And Hannah, being the sweet little innocent five-year-old that she is, offers the jar of money, which has about 800 plus dollars in it. Oh, wow. And yeah. And she, and she says, would you, can we help you? Do you want our jar? And she's saying, oh, no, 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 I couldn't. And dad leans down to his daughter and says, why don't you go give it to her? Oh. And And just to look at the woman's face and see the relief and the, just the pure joy that is streaming down her face in tears. She cannot believe that she has been blessed this way. So uh, long story short, the desk gets fixed. And of course there's some flirtation happening. Oh, of my my favorite part is when my favorite part is when Ian has asked Hope out on a date and they are double they're doubling with Hannah and her husband. <laughs> okay, but for a first date, yeah. Awkward, awkward going on a married going going on a double date with a married couple for a first date. I think that's a little awkward. Yeah, no especially how when close, you're related to one of them, you know, it's like that's like a lot yeah, of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, and especially when, yeah, I mean, I don't care how close you've gotten with the family because by this point, Hope has spent a lot of time with the family. Right. But still, you know, it's, it's a little awkward. You know? <laughs> but, um, but he holds up a key because there was a drawer in the desk that was locked and could not open. And then they pried it open and you hear all of this suspenseful music. What are they going to find in there? Are they going to, are they going to find out that she's not who she says it was, that who she says it is. And it's a takeout menu for an Asian restaurant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so anticlimactic. yeah, a little anticlimactic, <laughs> but crisis averted there. <laughs> but so at the bowling alley, Ian pulls out, Ian pulls out this key and says, I made a key for your drawer. And Aww. they almost kiss. You got your, you got your signature interrupted kiss <laughs> <No>. by Hannah. <laughs> I, I think it was Hannah coming up to them. Let's get some food. And you know, I, I, have, I have come to a conclusion. All of these stable couples and married couples that are in the Hallmark movies surrounding the couple that's falling in love, you would think that because they're trying to get these two together, they right. stay out of the way! <laughs> Recognize the moment! <laughs> Recognize that there's a moment happening! <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so... <laughs> so one thing that happens is the guilt is really getting to hope. And she says to her boss, because he's going to run the story. And she says, I don't think hurting this family for the sake of my career is worth it. They've gotten to her, their goodness, their kindness, their mm -hmm. love towards her in a platonic and romantic way. They're just showing her so right. many welcoming, warm, family feelings that she's never really had. She had a loving adopted mother, but she doesn't know what a family environment is like. Right. And so this is kind of the ironic part because the, because Ian and his little sister show up at the at the office to do some advertising. They want to oh. get some advertising out because they've never really done so much advertising. It's mostly been word of mouth. But she, being the brilliant idealist that she is, said, why don't you come, why don't you go to that webpage, that news webpage and see about getting some advertising? It shouldn't cost very much. So she, so the two of them show up at the office and they see her there. And so hmm. the cat's out of the bag. Right. And, and Ian is hurt beyond belief and she tries to explain mm -hmm. saying I never expected for this to happen I never expected to fall in love with you but I did and I went whoa they said it yeah <laughs> now the cat's really she, out of the bag <laughs> the cat's really out of the bag she did add on and your family but yeah. she said it she yeah. said it can't take it back <laughs> and then she finds out there's a house fire there was a there was a fire at at the house and it almost destroyed the workshop and a 55 year old man was caught inside mm -hmm. and he's in critical condition guess who Adam Maxwell is in critical condition so she drives to the she drives to the 
house and sure enough the workshop is almost burnt to a crisp it didn't fall but it's burnt to a crisp and the family is really really struggling and i'll admit to you i stopped taking note notes at this point because i was like (laughs) 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 so i'm crying my eyes out i can't see in the dark to write (laughs) (laughs) but what happens what happens is um she writes the story but she takes a completely different spin on it and my favorite quote from the story is the maxwells never sought the spotlight Mm -hmm. they were just doing the. they were just doing it out of the kindness of their hearts and so christmas eve arrives and they start that's when that's when the story breaks and so they're Mm -hmm. reading it and there's a knock at the door and it's somebody with a jar full of money and they say thank you and go and then someone else knocks and it's someone else with a jar of money and it's all of these people whom they have helped either directly by giving them a jar or indirectly by inspiring somebody who received a jar to start a jar and give it to them and the most beautiful shot is when the family comes out the door and there are jars scattered all over the snow covered lawn and there's just this line of people that are giving them their jars and uh and so that they can pay for the medical bills and they can get their furniture restoration business started back up and then and then this woman this woman shows up after the rush has happened this woman shows up and she says mrs maxwell my name's marianne may i come in and she has a she has she has a a christmas jar Mm -hmm. under her arm actually she's invited in she's invited in by mrs maxwell and she starts telling her story and she is the very first recipient of the Christmas jar oh. when Hannah was five and Ian was two. And you want to take a wild guess at who she is as well? I'm going to go with Hope's mother. Hope's real mom. And it's all full circle now. It's all full circle. And I knew it was going to happen from the second that she appeared on the screen. I whispered to my mom because I took her with me. I said, that's Hope's mom. <laughs> <laughs> But it was so beautiful. So she had been married to a very abusive man and she did not know what she was going to do. He cleaned out their accounts. Mm -hmm. All the money was gone. And then she had a baby at home because she didn't have insurance. She was all by herself. So, And then she left her baby in the diner on Christmas Eve when she was three days old. I just, can you just imagine the fear and the guilt that went through her all those years? So even though Ian is still a little upset at Hope, Mm -hmm. he takes Marianne to the diner because she goes there every Christmas Eve to celebrate her birthday. Yeah. And when, when she was found. And so the two of them start talking and Hope talks about, I always looked at every person who walked through to every time the doorbell jingled, I looked around saying, is that my mother? 
and finally her mother comes through the door. It was so, it was beautiful. It really was. It was a very touching moment. And so then she finds out that the Maxwells were the ones that brought Marianne to the diner. And so of course, of course she and Ian make up that it skips to a year. (laughs) Of course. It skips to a year later, there's a huge diamond on Hope's finger that she is, <laughs> that she's showing off at Christmas dinner. Marianne is there. There's an empty chair, though, at the head of the table. And you think, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And then dad comes in with the turkey. <laughs> I went, oh, dad's okay. <laughs> Everyone's okay. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I told you about my favorite moments. One thing I will say is there were a couple of times when things went a little over the top and they detracted from the sweet message. For instance, there was a preschool teacher whom uh, Hope interviewed and, Mm -hmm. uh, and she said, Uh, And so she went to go and try to get the story of what happened and how she got the jar and everything. And I just went, oh my gosh, you are too much. The the woman herself is a very talented actress, but the character was just too much. She's telling Hope to raise her hand. She's telling Hope, (laughs) we don't eat in the classroom. Uh, she's sitting her in a preschool chair and she's too much, too much, yeah. too much, too much, too much. The, the boss, he was supposed to be a jerk, but he played him like Mr. Jameson and Spider-Man, you know, uh, like a comic yeah. book character boss <laughs> jerk instead of just a real boss jerk. Right. Um, so, but like I said, there were enough sweet moments to make it all worthwhile to make it very watchable Mm -hmm. um there were just a couple of a couple of moments when it it looked like they were trying to be funny but it just pulled away it just pulled away from from the sweet spirit that i was feeling Mm -hmm. and the heartwarming message yeah i was like no leave it alone trust your story yeah trust your story and that's, that's one thing that if I were to say that they could improve on, that would be it. You just trust your story. Let it, let it rely on itself. Right. And put the, put the comedic moments in. Yes, of course. But don't try so hard. Yeah, don't don't force because, it. Yeah, because then they become caricatures instead of characters. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, the actress's name uh, who played Hope, her name is Jenny Ross. She was a young Alicia Witt. Oh my gosh, she looked exactly like her. They need to get these two together and they need to cast them in the same film. And then she either needs to play Alicia Witt as a younger version of herself or she needs to play her daughter or something. Some relation. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they were identical almost. It was almost scary. It really was. (laughs) So I give this movie, see, I don't, I don't want to give it the full five because there were those parts that I just went, no, no, this is not working. But the story of giving of yourself in the most unselfish way possible is um, because you're donating your time by 
getting all that money and you're donating your money, which mm-hmm. can be very precious to so many families who don't have much. Right. And all and all the families that donated to the Maxwell family were families that had been recipients. And so obviously they were either down on their luck or they had been down on their luck and they got better. So it so really beautiful, really beautiful moral. Um so I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a three point nine. Okay. I'm gonna give it a three point nine. Um, now you said it was based on a book. Were any of this, um, any of these things based on true events that you know of? So that, that's a funny story because, uh, the author, he said that he was looking for a way to have Christmas have more meaning for his little family. So Mm -hmm. the stories themselves aren't true. But the Christmas jar is something that he and his family really did. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it was really beautiful. (laughs) All right. Well, Jess, thank you so much for joining me. And where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at J-M-B-O-S-S-E 77 or my website, which is beneathstillwaters.com. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cami Drama Girl. Cami spelled K-A-M-I. And then there's my Hooked Hardy. Hardy spelled T-I-E. Uh, Hooked Hardy uh, Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. And of course, we always love subscribers to the Hallmarkies podcast. So please subscribe and give us a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. And if you would like to consider becoming a patron, there are all kinds of exclusive goodies that you get and it's only $2 to start. So it's, it only takes a commitment of $2. So we would love that. So everybody, ho, ho, ho. Hope you enjoyed the <laughs> recap and review of Christmas jars and last Christmas and enjoy this wonderful holiday season. Bye everybody. Bye.